Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fully Accountable Podcast, and I am your host, Leia Vahere. How's it going, guys? How are you this week? We are, you know, in the full swing of January. I can't believe it's already, you know, it already feels like almost mid-January. Um, we're, you know, I'm recording here on the 10th. You'll be listening to this on the 11th. And I don't know, man, it's just flying by. And I feel like there's so much to do and so much to just like get the ball moving on so many different projects and with work and with life and all those good things, right? So maybe you're feeling that as well. I don't know, but it already feels like just a lot of forward moving energy, which is great. You know, we love that. We want to be moving forward. We don't want to be stuck. We don't want to be saying the same. We want to be changing. We want to be growing. We want to be expanding all of the things, right? Um, so I hope you guys are, you know, feeling really motivated and excited about all the things that you have planned. I know I've been seeing a couple of my friends online kind of sharing their like non-negotiables or things that like they are, you know, taking on this year or like new commitments they're making, especially like in the fitness space, which I always think is amazing. And it got me thinking, it got me thinking of like, okay, shit, what are my like non-negotiables for 2024? You know, I have like my goals, I have kind of like my vision, but I didn't, you know, one, I didn't make a vision board. Um, I don't know, I still might do that just because it's like kind of fun and creative. And I was actually looking at this like little vision board I did last year and I mean, it wasn't very like focused and I was like, what does this even mean? But there was a lot of things on there that I did achieve in 2023. So I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. So anyways, I was kind of thinking maybe I'll make a more like focused, intentional vision board this year. I don't know. Still up in the air. Um, Might be a fun weekend project. But anyways, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I haven't made like my 2024 non-negotiables. And maybe it's because like, it almost feels like, oh gosh, like if I actually put this in writing and I only, you know, and I stick with it till summer and drop off, like, will I be a failure? You know, like kind of thing. So I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, what are, you know, what are some things that like I really, I have been doing and I would just want to keep, I just want to keep the momentum and I know it will absolutely, you know, expand my, my life and really just like help me in all areas. So one of them is going to be, um, a non-negotiable for me is going to be working out three times a week, minimum. So, you know, obviously some weeks can be like five days a week. Other times it could be seven days a week. Um, but my non-negotiable is working out a minimum of three times a week. Pretty simple. I kind of have been doing that, but I had dropped off a little bit. So again, I'm really liking the gym. I'm really liking how I'm feeling there and the new exercises I've been doing and the new programs I've been doing. So I really just want to, I want to keep that momentum so that it just almost becomes like a natural part of my life. Like 
for me, I have some things like some routine things in my life that like I don't they don't have to be goals because like they are just a part of me. And that's what I want working out to become. So um, which I'm not there yet because I do tend to dip in and drop off. And especially if I'm working and I'm like, you know, all that kind of things like with landscaping, being super physical, I would kind of drop off on that when I should have, you know, more so dived into it because being stronger physically just made my job so much easier. So anyways, um, you know, some things in my life that are just like routine and don't need to be like non-negotiables are like making my bed, taking my supplements, you know, having a morning routine where I always um, fill the diffusers. I have like diffusing oils. I have a a lot of the times like some uh, incense burning or frankincense. And then I do, you know, prayers, maybe a little bit of journaling. And that's just like a very, very, very simple morning routine. And it's doesn't have to even be a non-negotiable because it's just part of my being. Like it doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing. I just always do those things, right? It's kind of like washing my face and doing a skincare routine. I have been doing a skincare routine probably since I was 13, maybe 14. Like I I have a girlfriend where like she, um, we went to high school together and um you know, we went to a concert now in our 30s together, you know, we're still friends. And she was laughing. She's like, you're, you're always so good about like washing your face. Like we would be out all night, we'd be partying, we'd be hanging out doing things, you know, what teenagers do. And we'd get home and I would still always, always, always wash my face. So that is like a part of me. It doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing it doesn't matter if I'm traveling, you know, if I'm camping, like I'm always doing my skincare routine, right? So that's what I kind of feel like sometimes these non-negotiables can eventually become. It's just like they become a part of you, right? So for me, it is working out a minimum three times a week. And then another one is um, doing prayers in the morning for sure. But I know I already do that, but just being more intentional, like with my prayers, like there's, there's just kind of some refining that I, I need to do personally with that practice. And then the third one is going to be, um, dedicated, focused work at least six times a day, or sorry, six times a week, six times a day. That would be great too. Um, so what that means is like, basically just keeping myself on track and not allowing my day to get away from me with different sort of like distractions. So whether that is going to be, you know, a extra long phone call, maybe some lunch with a friend, maybe, you know, I don't know, reading a book or just like uh, things, grocery shopping, running errands, like all the things, right? Like um, there's just things that kind of like can pop up in your day that are great. You know, you should always be in flow and be flexible. But the things that pop, in your, uh, pop up in your day can be controlled and contained, if that makes sense. So instead of, you know, 
allowing for the the great converse you know the conversation that you have with like say a family member or um your partner or your your you know friend or something like that drag on past it's like due date so in a sense of like you know you guys have a really great maybe 45 minute conversation versus allowing it to extend out to two hours right I don't know if you're not a talker you might be like how the hell does that even happen could never be me but for me who's a talker sharer obviously um, someone who loves to reflect on things someone who loves to like brainstorm and problem solve with people I like to try to keep my conversations contained in that hour bubble so that I'm not allowing it to drag out uh, longer than is necessary, I guess. And for someone who is, you know, in a sense, extroverted and very conversational and loves to have deep talks and that's a way that I connect, I do have to you know put a cap on it for you it might not be that maybe you need to push yourself to have more conversations which is great so but for me personally I really need to work on reeling it in and not and that could just and that might not even be phone calls like that may be dming with a friend or texting with a friend or whatever else you know it's like I do need to be accountable and putting the phone on do not disturb or being accountable for wrapping up the conversation and then getting on with my day and keeping that focused energy time. So it allows me to still have the flow and the random beautiful conversations that I love to have, but I don't let it, you know, kind of get out out of control and allow it to consume my entire day. So that is something that I'm definitely working on in 2024 because there are so many things um, within my my work that I need to, that needs a lot of my time and attention that aren't so much dealing with people. You know, it's research, it's market research, it's, you know, putting together presentations, it's building websites, it's putting together uh, feedback and content and all of that stuff that like really requires me for dialing it in. It's looking at, you know, different administrative things like trademark trademark or patenting or, um, you know, like just a different kind of like on the back end of your business, right? These little tedious things, certifications, like all this kind of stuff, right? That really requires you to be like dialed in doing that work. So, for me, that, those are my three non-negotiables, working out, prayers, and then focused work time. And I think, you know, I'm just, I basically, I have like a weekly planner. I'm still like, I don't want to say like old school because, you know, I don't think it'll ever go away, but I love putting pen to paper or pencil to paper in a day planner. I do put some reminders in my phone because sometimes I need like an alarm going off, you know, to remind me of like a meeting because I don't really have that many scheduled meetings. So anyways, but for the most part, I kind of live and die by my day planner and it keeps me on track. So at the beginning of each week, I'm going to be putting 2024 non-negotiables and it's going to have the workout prayers focus time and just as like a constant reminder week to week of 
showing myself of like what I need to make sure I accomplish every single week. And I know with like the working out, that's very like simple, easy. Either I did it or I didn't do it. Um, prayers, same thing. Either I did it or I didn't do it. The focus time, that might kind of evolve and change, but I do feel like it will be very beneficial for just holding myself accountable of pushing myself to go the extra mile and and working because as you know, like when you are a business owner, you're not working a nine to five, right? But you do have the freedom to kind of let your day flow as it may be, right? Which is amazing. And I love that. And besides having like obligations um, and commitments to clients, you're, you're pretty free in how your life is mapped out for you, which I totally like I just love I feel like so grateful for that right like I love to be able to like take a break in the midday of work and go and get groceries and run a couple errands and then come back and do work you know like I just I fucking love that I don't know why it's like the little things where it shouldn't be like that big of a deal but like I hate it being chained to my desk of like okay you have like a 15 minute break or you have a 45 minute lunch or whatever. I just, I fucking hated all of that. I, or I was done my work, everything possible, uh, done my work by 3.30 and I have to literally sit here and figure out something else to do. I don't know, organize some files on my computer until five o'clock when I'm allowed to leave. Like I just, it gave me like such a feeling of like claustrophobic, like, I don't know, not, it just went against all my core values, which are, you know, primary number one, freedom, um, having to like sit in a place until the clock struck five, even though all of my work is done, you know? So I, I definitely appreciate being able to kind of like ebb and flow within my day. But when you are, you know, especially in the building phase of, of a business, you need to have that consistency, you have to have that dedication, you have to have that focus and that execution. So the execution on, I'm having trouble saying that word, execu execution? Wow, wow, Leia, okay, <laughs> we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna glaze over that word <laughs> and um, you guys know what I'm trying to say. And it's just so, it's so interesting to me because I find when you are a creative person and you are building a business, you can kind of be like scatterbrained of like doing all these different things. When in reality, the best way to get something done and to do it well is to dial it in, focus at one task, one task at a time, and get really good at it you know and it's like it, and that's the other thing too it's like we could do when you're when you have a company or a service or anything like that it's like dial it in and become really good at that one thing and then expand on it and so like for me we dialed it in of making a really kick-ass fertilizer Okay, so now that's dialed in. We're dialing in on the process. Then it was like, okay, who do we market this fertilizer to? Well, in my brain, I'm like, 
everybody could use it, you know, plant owners, gardeners, uh, groundskeepers, landscapers, golf course atten- uh, superintendents, farmers, organic farmers, you know, like all of these things. Like I just see so many options for it, right? But when you try to pitch it to such a wide audience, you kind of fall on deaf ears because it's like, it's just too much. You're just trying to get out the message to too many people. So in the last year, we spent a lot of time kind of figuring out who is the most receptive. Even though we know all these people would benefit from the product, who is most receptive? Turns out, Golf courses, superintendents, they love it. They get it. They understand the microbiology of the product. They understand the importance of it. They're super amped on it. They're hyped about it. And so that now that we have that focus, we are putting all of our time and attention into basically refining our our business plan to cater to that industry. And as we cater to that industry, as we get to build relationships in that industry, as we expand and grow and kind of get that momentum of the whole sales force going forward, then we'll see, okay, what other industries organically come from that? You know, what other customers come from that? And and it will just ripple out, right? So whether it's a product or a service or whatever, it's like you kind of, you get your core part of your business, dial it in, and then you can expand from there. And that's, and that's been kind of what, and that's true for like anything, but that's, that's basically been the, the business model of what we're focusing in on doing. And you know, it even kind of happened even like with my landscaping too. It's like, I I dialed it in with just doing, you know, a one-woman show of like yard cleanups of like weeding, pruning, um, mulching, planting. And then from there, I was like, okay, how do I build? Now that I have that experience, that feedback, those before and afters, you know, kind of building up a reputation for myself for being dependable and um, someone that, you know, people can work with and they enjoy working with, all that good stuff. How can I expand on that? Well, I got a design program. I got a landscaping design program. So then I started showcasing and giving people visuals of like, here, this this is what you could do for your yard. This is what you could do for... Um, you know, redoing your entire backyard or a new construction or whatever. That then got me a whole different, um, I guess, field of clientele who wanted kind of like a start to finish project versus uh, like a cleanup and maintenance. And luckily, my dad is a excavator and can operate equipment and knows how to do dirt work. And so that allowed me to bring him in on this part of the business. And we could do a lot of the landscaping start to finish from dirt work to right down to, you know, planting the last flower, right? So it was kind of interesting. I had to learn a lot on the way. I had to learn how to install a full irrigation system. Um, that was something I definitely resisted. Uh, but once I allowed myself to just be like 
educate myself on it and just go and do it like because there's a ton of education out there so I took a bunch of educational programs on irrigation landscaping programs you know got gathered as much information as I could because I was really intimidated by irrigation I don't know why everything else wasn't scared about irrigation I was very resistant and this is kind of like circling in or tying into the topic of this week's um this week's episode which is just getting rid of the resistance getting rid of the resistance energy within you and with irrigation I was just I just wanted someone else to handle that you know for some reason in my mind I like didn't want to have to figure out how to do that and after some time the universe presented me with a opportunity to do an irrigation program or sorry an irrigation project that was very simple it was like half acre of just a straight up rectangle you know no funky um angles or corners or you know having to do a bunch of different kinds of kind of drip systems and watering needs and all those kind of complicated calculations where it's like you have to make sure that you're getting enough water to maybe some like grasslands but then you need to change that up for the trees to the flowers to the perennial bushes all that stuff right your eyes start glazing over and you're like holy crap like I can't calculate all this Well, the universe presented me with an opportunity to take on this project and I seized it. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is, if I'm going to learn how to do irrigation, like I am, this is the perfect opportunity to, because it's a straight up rectangle point of connection. I don't have to worry about, you know, I don't have to worry about too much and It was such a learning curve, but it was also like the best place to learn because, you know, it it was just like a really low risk job. So, um, you know, we basically got out all of the mistakes and not to say like I did not leave that that client with any mistakes. Like their their irrigation job is fucking perfect. Like it's it's totally fine. But you know along the way where it's like we I bought a the the hose. I bought like the wrong kind of hose where it was like too big or like piping. I don't know why I'm calling it a hose, but it's like poly piping. I bought like the wrong kind of poly piping. I bought, you know, we had like a leak at the point of connection. So we had like this big flooding mess. And then we had, um, I had to like the little rotor heads were like too far above the ground so I had to like redig them and put them down in like there was just so many fucking things that went wrong um like a point of connection uh from the piping to the water like broke off and we had to like fix it you know because the clamps that you use to seize everything together were like just cheap ass things and we had we figured out okay we need uh this sort of uh, material to hold this together because it's all piping right so it's like if you have a leak you're gonna know real fucking quick right so it was just it was stressful I didn't make any money on it (laughs) and I learned a lot but after that oh it was like 
fucking connect the dots afterwards. Like every other project I did, it was no problem because I knew exactly what kind of materials I needed. I knew exactly what um, materials to avoid. I knew exactly how to set up a point of connection. I knew exactly how to map out a yard. I knew exactly, like I knew all of the things that I needed to know, right? And it just flowed into a couple other jobs after that that were nice and big and and like super just awesome to work on and I felt super confident because I had now I could really offer my clients start to finish landscaping right I didn't have to try to find a middleman irrigation guy to come in and install a a big irrigation system because I could do that now so it was like I resisted and resisted and resisted and then the universe gave me the opportunity to do a really low risk sort of trial run and I took it, worked out, and then I was able to just hit the ground running with all these other amazing projects. And I do, and I just feel super competent and confident with uh, installing irrigation now going forward, right? It was just, I'm just so happy I did not sleep on that opportunity. And I think like for a lot of us, we we can miss these golden opportunities to help expand ourselves and help um, clear these feelings of resistance. And that's the thing, like opportunities are just that, like they're going to come and go, right? They aren't going to stay there forever. So either you seize it, you try and you see what you learn from it, or you let it fly by and you continue to dig your heels deeper into this resistant energy. And for me, like anything with like resistant energy ends up turning into kind of a messy blowout. (laughs) And I, over the years, I have definitely learned my lessons that it is so much easier and so much more peaceful to be proactive in clearing the resistance versus waiting for the universe to come in and blow up your life for you. And I have definitely been a person who will will eventually, you know, take the action and get myself back into alignment. Um I just, even before I even knew what alignment was, before I even knew what living out of alignment was, before I knew any of that shit, I have always had an inner guidance, an inner compass within me that um, it it always wins. You know, I might ignore it for a long time. I might push down that little voice. I might lie to myself. I might look the other way, have rose colored glasses. But that inner guiding voice in me, thankfully, has always, has always won, has always prevailed. Uh, But, you know, by the time that I do listen to it or by the time that it does prevail, I kind of end up making a bit of a mess of my life for that. So I have learned that there is a better way of doing things and there is a much easier and calmer and more peaceful way of moving through life that doesn't have to be filled with a bunch of drama and 
emotional upset and anxiety and all the shit that comes with just pushing back and digging your heels in and and not wanting to let go of something, right? And so with like, with that, with learning that, I am definitely have become more of a fan of taking proactive action in my life to have calmer results and to just have a, it's just like easier, an easier way of of learning and living. And I just, I highly, highly recommend it, especially for 2024, because in this year, everything is going to expand this year for us, which is amazing, right? Like if you listen to Leanna Shante and you have Illuminations, she does an annual forecast and she goes into great detail about all this. I will, I won't, you know, if you want to listen to that, highly recommend signing up for her Illuminations and getting the whole tea on that. But I mean, even just generally speaking, you can feel that this year is an important year, right? Like it just, it feels different. It's like we are out of the PTSD of 2020 and 2021 and we are ready to make moves in 2024, right? We probably had to do a lot of changing in 2022 and to get our lives, you know, back on track in 2023, I'm sure we had to do a lot of growing and grieving and almost healing. We had to do a lot of healing in 2023 to be basically address what the fuck just happened in 2020 and 2021. Like that's how I kind of feel everything. It's like we were in it. We were in the thick of it in 2020. We were like, what the fuck is going on? 2021 happened. It was like, oh my God, this shit is, they're lying to us. This shit is not what it seems. I'm waking up. I am, you know, losing family members. I'm losing friends. I'm fighting with people. I'm like, basically everything that I thought my life was is not what it seems. And I'm having kind of this life crisis of like making a big decision on either I sink or I fucking swim, right? So then that was 2021, right? And then 2022, it's like, okay, we're burning bridges. We are, you know, changing careers. We are moving locations. We are doing all the things because we were basically made our mind up. 2021 showed us what we needed to see. And then 2022, year of destiny, we were like, fuck it. I know I need to make a change in my life. So we started doing that and that was hard and that was scary and a lot of shit happened. Then 2023 happens and it's a little bit calmer. It's a little bit more on track. And now it's like, oh my God, the dust is settled and I kind of need to cry (laughs) and let go and heal and grieve a lot of this chaotic, wild energy that I just endured for the last three years. And I have a little bit of PTSD and I have a little bit of what the fuck just happened that I need to address and move through and give myself grace for. And that's what I felt like 2023 was. You know, it was very expansive. It was very... um exciting and uh it flew by for me um but it was also like okay like I have 
I have like this whole new, I guess, inner knowing about myself. I, I was like, I almost started to really come into myself, not even come into myself, but live as my true self. That's more what it was. It was like living as my true self, which makes sense. You know, I started this podcast. I received my Akashic name, Leah. I, you know, have been having boundaries in my life for the first time and actually enforcing these boundaries. I have proven to myself of like, you know, what does it take to work for yourself and operate a business and and just like trust in the universe and, you know, kind of put each foot in front of the other and just keep showing up and keep working and keep trusting that the universe is going to provide as long as you are in service and aligned, you know, all of those things. Um, I also like had an opportunity to do a business mentorship that I'm, you know, freshly embarking on that I'm super grateful for. I found Nova or Nova found me, my little puppy. And, you know, we found our own home and our own place. And it's just like so many things, right? It was very, very expansive, but then also very healing. And now here we are in 2024. And it's like, all right, I'm ready, right? I got two solid feet on the ground. I am super excited for the vision that I see my my business going in and the direction I see it going in. I am excited for, you know, the community. I'm some like for like my podcast community, for people listening. I'm excited for my earth medicine community. I'm excited about gardening. Like I've been doing some plannings and some visualizations for like what I want to do for gardening and whether it's like I'm gardening at my parents like acreage because we have a ton of land there and a lot of there's like 18 raised garden beds or if I get to have my own little garden at my own place which I think would be amazing. Um, I have been you know so I've been like thinking about that and and planning for that and sharing information uh, with other people in my earth medicine community about how to do that because I feel like so many people are getting more and more interested in just 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 growing food you know nothing crazy but just getting used to the idea of growing food and if you can expand on that and just you know and end up feeding your entire family and start canning and preserving I think that's fucking amazing but like don't overwhelm yourself. Just start somewhere, right? So that's kind of been, that's what I see with 2024. And that's why having these like non-negotiables and being super intentional with your energy is so critical because anything we focus on this year is just going to expand. And that is amazing. And what I love that Leanna Shante always talks about is like, be mindful though, because if you are focused on low frequency stuff, if you're low, if you're focused on having any kind of like discord energy within you, and what I mean by discord energy is like that push pull, like that resisting energy. Um, if you're allowing yourself, you know, holding, if you're hold, allowing yourself to have that, that inner angst within yourself, that holding you back energy you're just going to magnify that, right? If you're avoiding having the tough conversations, you're just going to magnify it. So it's, you rather just like 
I think she said in Illuminations, like, shit or get off the pot, which I fucking love because I always say that. It's like, shit or get off the pot, put on your big girl panties or your big boy boxers and just go and fucking do it. Like, just do it. Have the conversations. You know, set the tone for your life. It's like you're setting the tone for your life right now. And what do you want that tone to be? Do you want it to be wishy-washy? Do you want it to be one foot in, one foot out? Do you, what do you want it to be? You know, like, what do you want it to be? And it's like that scene from the notebook, like, what do you want? What do you want? And she's like, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. Well, guess what? Like this year, it is that easy. You just need to dial it in and you need to focus, take some time for yourself and focus in what is important to you. What are you passionate about and go for it. And like, that can be anything. And I know even like for myself, like I've already, already have had to have some really tough conversations in the beginning of 2024 because I knew that it needed to happen now in order for me to be able to fully expand into what I want to become in this year. And I feel in my heart that me having these conversations early on in the year and not putting it off, ignoring it, having rose-colored glasses really saved me a lot of heartache and a lot of, um, I guess, like upset emotions because I was super transparent. I basically, you know, was, I didn't allow the, the relationship to kind of snowball into resentment or passive aggressiveness or, um, any kind of other low frequency stuff, you know, blame, um, victimhood, any of that bullshit. Cause like, I'm not playing that. I'm not doing that. I will, I'm refusing to ever be in that kind of energy, especially in this year. And so being proactive, being loving, being transparent is just always going to be so much better for you in the long run. Even if you think the conversation is hard, even if you think the conversation isn't what the other person wants to hear, even if you're worried about how the other person is going to take the information, I guarantee if you are more proactive on it and more proactive and honest and clear with your intentions and clear with your words, it's going to be received so much better by the other party because you're not blindsiding them or you aren't allowing months and months of like resentment to build up and then it finally comes to a head and you pick some stupid fight and then you have you implode over that right that you know it's just that's my take on it that's my experience with it and as I've grown and evolved I just feel that um I I trust in those conversations and especially if I do at the end of the day you know you can just show up and do everything you can and it's up to the other person to decide on how they want to show up and how they want to react right but as you heal and as you do kind of clear out any toxic relationships in your life all you're left with is some really good loving relationships and friendships and and that is it becomes very, very easy to just continue to be your authentic self, uh, especially like if you're transparent and upfront and not holding back and not hiding because you're you're worried about being a caretaker for them, right? You're or a caretaker for their feelings, I guess is a better way of putting it. Uh, because I get it, you know, 
We don't want to hurt people. I and mean, especially we don't want to hurt really good people and really nice people, right? And we have this this programming within us that if we are honest about our true feelings and honest about our true needs and wants, in some way that's bad because we might hurt their feelings, right? But if you surround yourself with loving people who are also healing, who are also trying to better themselves, they'll get it and they'll understand it. They might be hurt or they might be um, a little bit upset, but in for the most part, you know, you're not going to be met with anything crazy. And if you are, well, then thank God, <laughs> like they're showing your true colors, their true colors. And it's probably best that the friendship ends anyways, right? But for the most part, like, it's okay for you to be honest and vulnerable with your with your feelings of what you need, even if it's not maybe exactly what they had hoped for. It might not be exactly of what, you know, you and you thought this relationship was gonna go. But I do I do feel that it is in it is always in everyone's best interest if you do what is right for yourself, right? Because again, like you can't, um, you can't control other people's emotions or other people's reactions. You can only control how you are showing up. And I feel like if you stay in integrity with yourself and and not put it off you're going to have a much better result. And when I say put it off, I mean like having 10 different conversations with 10 different people before you actually even talk to that person. Or if it's like having, you know, diving into work and just ignoring the problem and, you know, ignoring the person kind of. Or, you know, and all of this stuff, obviously I'm all just referring to like personal relationships because I feel like that's that's a pretty big part of our lives, you know, ebbing and flowing, growing and changing with different relationships. And we can distract ourselves either with a relationship or from a relationship. And I just think that sometimes a lot can be solved and a lot can be cleared by just having a deep, honest conversation with the person head on versus, you know, dragging it out, consulting with a bunch of people prior to, um, or, you know, totally ignoring the issue at hand and just diving into work, diving into family stuff, distracting yourself with kids and never actually addressing it, right? Because I've been there, you know, and I felt it and I felt, you know, it's just easier to, to dive into other things and at the end of the day, when I, you get those quiet moments to yourself in prayer or meditation and you're feeling that angst or every time you think about the, the person or the situation, you feel um, a pang of anxiety or a pang of like that push-pull kind of resent, resenting energy, that is a telltale sign that like you got to you got to move through this and you got to clear something, right? You got to have the conversation, the tough conversations, which was one of my episodes a little while ago. And I just feel like this year, you guys, like we got to be authentic to ourselves. 
We can't hide who we are. We can't hide our light. And we have to stay strong in being authentic to ourselves, however that may look. And we got to hold ourselves accountable for how we're showing up. We have to stay out of victimhood and victim mindset. Any kind of poor me stuff, you know, I get it. Things happen. Life can be hard sometimes. There there can be hurt feelings, broken hearts, letdowns, um, you know, disappointments, all that stuff. But, you know, you're allowed to have those feelings and put a, but like keep yourself accountable for not allowing them to consume you and be mindful of how much you're talking about them, right? It's so weird, you know, it's so weird to me because I I have such a, um, I don't know how to explain it, but I have such a visual with words. It's like an energy visual with words. And this might be a little bit hard to explain. And maybe I have tried to explain it in the past, but everything, every conversation I have, every topic It's like I visually can see it being a forward momentum of energy or a pulling back of energy. And I try to be mindful to keep all of my conversations in a forward momentum energy. And what I found very interesting once I started to to see words and conversations in this type of light I realized I had a lot of conversations. I was in a bad fucking habit of having a lot of conversations in a pulling back energy frequency. So whether that's past things or rehashing different wrongs that had happened to me, you know, from the past, whether it's... um. Yeah, I don't know. Anything, like anything. It's just, it's kind of hard. My my brain is kind of going blank right now on, on specifics of what might be a pulling backwards energy. But anything to do with like, you know, holding on to money or, you know, saying or any kind of like low frequency, non-abundant thoughts. Um, You know, like I don't even say the word B-R-O-K-E. Like, I won't even fucking say that word, man. Like, I literally, that is not in my vocabulary. But anything to do in that realm, you know, I hate that word. Um, Like, literally just gagged thinking about it. (laughs) But I will not allow myself to, you know, talk or I really try to, like, nip the nip it in the bud of any kind of conversations I have with other people who are very comfortable talking in that frequency because you know they have some abundance blocks and I just like that's a very like pulling back kind of energy um if it's you know talking about anything from the past or like reliving the glory days you know anything like that that's a very like pulling back energy and so when I started to see um, energy and and conversations and topics of conversations in this kind of light, I realized like, holy shit, like, yeah, 
I'm no fucking angel in this category. Like I definitely have a lot of like pulling back kind of energy topics that I've talked about. So we need to clear that. We need to fix that. And so now it is, I'm much more mindful of of feeling into um, initiating conversations and engaging in conversations that are all about forward things, you know, forward plannings. What can I do? Where am I going? What am I doing? Um, Let's get this organized. Let's, you know, let's plan for this trip. Let's go here. Let's do that. Oh, are you buying this house or rebuilding this house? Are we, you know, like all of the things. Um, are we planning for this new moon manifesting? Are we, you know, like all the, like, I love that forward momentum energy. And it feels very expansive and very light and bright. And so that is what I mean with like clear, when I have a discord energy in me, it's that, it's that pulling back energy. It's because I'm not doing something that I know I need to do. It's not, it's like not taking the actions that I know I need to be taking. So it's like this constant kind of pullback and resistant energy, which again, resistance, it's resisting, it's pulling you back. I I feel that like viscerally in my body. And so I really try not to stay there for long and I try to take action pretty immediately to clear that so that I can get back into that expansive energy, that forward energy, that forward momentum. So, you know, I don't know if that visual makes sense to you guys. Um, Hopefully it might resonate with some of you. But again, it's just something to try to motivate you, to inspire you, to be in that that headspace of being excited about the future, being excited for, you know, for tomorrow, for next week, for next month, you know, just being amped up of like all the possibilities that are at your fingertips. So we're coming up here on an hour and this was such a great um, podcast. I was actually, I got home late and I was like already getting ready for bed and I was like, shit, I need to record an episode. And, you know, I'm so happy. I just like opened up my laptop, plugged in my microphone and did it, right? It feels good. It feels expansive and... I don't know. I just enjoy this so much, you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And like always, please like and subscribe, rate and review, and we will see you next week. Have a good one.